Did you think Dunkirk was a particularly hot movie yeah. <laughs> or something? I would honestly, no joke, describe Dunkirk as like a really like slutty film. <laughs> like I'm not even I'm not even kidding. I was watching this movie twice. May I add, I've seen it twice, and I literally yeah. like was thinking to myself like, this movie is about sluts. Like this movie is like, I'm just like watching everyone and I'm like, okay, like. You're soaked head to toe. You're screaming. Y'all look like you're in agony, right. but aren't you also just like absolute sluts? Like it's like a slutty ass movie. It's a movie about an army of men slutting it up for the last boat home. Absolutely. Not just men, what kind of men? Seamen. Slutty men? Seamen. Seamen. True. Tons Very true. tons of seamen spilling out while people are screaming. Also every gra- <laughs> every guy looked the same. Every guy looked the same. Yeah, they all, yeah, you're right, you're so right. They all did look the same. Like, who looked at the cast of Dunkirk and yeah. was like, everyone here is identical, but you know what would really help? Let's dunk them all in water so that their hair right. completely just flattens and goes down, covers their eyes, so you really can't tell who you're looking at. That was a choice. I want a, yeah, I want a think piece on why everyone in Dunkirk looked like they were white and from England. Right. <laughs> White Anglo-Saxons dominating the movie Dunkirk. Um, finally someone saying it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm watching this movie like, okay, where are the women? Where are the people of color? Like, two hours in, I'm like, really? So everyone here is just going to be English? Really? Yeah. Kenneth yeah. Branagh? I saw a... Mer- <laughs> no, keep going. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm just so livid. You're telling me Idris Alba couldn't have played Kenneth Branagh? You're telling me... Well, I guess he could have. I mean... Like, you're telling me Lupita, I don't know. Nyong'o, I don't... Lupita Nyong'o couldn't have been, like, the head of one of those boats sinking? Huh? Is she English? <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o? <laughs> like, what's the problem? I don't know. Fit her in. Will Smith yeah. plays the bomber. Like, what's going on? Why is everyone so, like... Everyone has, like, an accent, like, okay. Everyone is, like, wet, like, okay. Yeah. Wet and white. Well, I did see one Marie Claire article getting retweeted a bunch on the internet about how Dunkirk is really just a film for men to talk about manly stuff. So. Wow. Um, who wrote that? Bod Rastenmare? <laughs> it, was, it was me and a wig. It might have been Bod <laughs> It might have been Bod Rastenmare. What if I became Marie Claire's new outrage columnist? <laughs> like, I'm ambiguously gendered writer Bod Rastenmare, here to talk to you about the problems with Dunkirk. Everyone's like, oh my right. god. Like, why can I hear <laughs> The person it? who wrote it, the person who wrote it isn't on Twitter and doesn't have, like, a profile at the website. So I think it was just a made-up article. That sounds like it was literally, like, they got a Roomba to write it. Like, they put a laptop in front yeah. of, like, some type of automated machine and were like, just, like, hit enough keys and we'll do the headline. And they got, like, retweeted. Because yeah, you know yeah, no yeah. one read it. Everyone's like, agreed, when they saw the headline, like, retweet. Right. Totally, totally. That you is know that thing so where much. it's like, if yeah. If you put a thousand monkeys at a thousand typewriters, eventually, like, you'll recreate Hamlet or some bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. That is what happened. Okay, that is, like, the that has always, growing up, been, like, the craziest little line. I've always been, like, what are you talking about? Like, is this, like, a compliment <laughs> to monkeys or, like, an insult to Shakespeare? Like, what exactly does that, like, what does that mean? What does that, like, idiom mean? I th- <laughs> It's just supposed to be, like, eventually 
like everything is everything is going to happen. So, like, I, you know, but at some point the monkey will hit exactly the right number of keys to reproduce Shakespeare, but not knowing, you know, not, not knowing, knowing it. it's writing Shakespeare. Just, just by just by pure chance. I want to know what idiot came up with that little line at a cocktail party and saw it grow thousands of years later, just like, Jesus Christ, like, makes a joke <laughs> once. Now it's on every tote bag in the Strand. Like, doesn't even know what he's talking about. I mean, I guess it's kind of true, but also, yeah. like, so rude. Let's change the line. Let's say I'm a no, hundred yeah. monkeys in a room, um, or if you put a hundred monkeys in a room, you could probably um, write Dunkirk, or you could produce Fergie's next album. That I think is yeah, more yeah. Or you could, yeah, or you could hold the world's largest monkey jackoff convention. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, as somebody who's attended quite a few, like, I'm not not down <laughs> to like keep investigating what makes like one better than the other. Like if you've oh, seen, so fun. like if you think this, you've seen one yeah. monkey jack off, you've seen them all. Like, um, I have news for you, and not quite. Okay, like That's they're classic. all different. They're like snowflakes, each one unique, no two alike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trust they're me. all a bunch of triggered snowflakes. What if? Well, look, Rod, this is this is no, we're we're cutting this monkey talk off right <laughs> this now. This is season I, three, enough. after all. We have a lot of really exciting things coming up. Um, we you know took an extended hiatus. Yes. Um, but this is a new era, the dawn of a new era. What are some things you're excited about in season three, yeah. Jack? Well, I'm excited about exploring my new Kabbalah faith, which is something that I picked up and that's going to be hiatus. really fun. I'm excited for you um, to explore that live with our yeah. friends too. Me yeah. too. Me too. So uh, yeah, praise be, uh, uh, Jeebus or whatever. Whoever it's a they string, right? It's a praise be a piece of red string, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Piece of red string, and then whoever whoever Ashton Kutcher's personal yeah. assistant is. That's yeah, praise I'm, be this red string I'm and Diane. Ashton Kutcher's right. Yeah, exactly. Great. So you're now yeah. committed to Kabbalah. Great. What else can our fans accept expect for season three? Uh-huh. This is, after all, a lucky year. Right, 2017, the year that everyone is very yeah. happy in. <laughs> uh, it's it's a lucky year. There's going to be so much. F- there's going to be so much fighting mm-hmm. and 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 auditory violence happening Love on the that. podcast. Love that. Um, a lot more vomit. Yeah. I can promise some some. This, some this vomit. is definitely the so, season where um, we really lean exciting. into the grotesque. I mean, I think fans of the podcast know yes. the first two seasons were very influenced by the French New Wave, um, but this is the season that yep. where we're really pulling a lot of references from the um, masters of Italian horror. So expect a lot mm-hmm. of intestine work, a lot of blood gargling, right. which is like a personal favorite. A lot of like, like yep. <laughs> blood gargling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that you know mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is gonna the aesthetic that the aesthetic, the aesthetic that I'm going for is if is uh it, as if David Lynch started directing mm. podcasts instead of films what would that what would that sound like that's that's yes, what i want yes 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 we want sort of you know we want you to not actually be able to follow like what's happening in this podcast you know the eighth episode of this season is going to involve me mm-hmm. recreating the sound of a mushroom cloud um for about 48 minutes mm-hmm. which i think will be a real treat um mm-hmm. this is an exciting mm-hmm. season there's a lot of things to figure out a lot of things to do um and we're so happy to have you guys with us on season three season three season three season three Season 
<laughs> yeah, it's going to well, be cool. great. No, but for realsies, we have uh, we got a lot to catch up on. I understand that it's been a very busy summer for everybody, lots of things to do. One of the best things to do during the summer is to go see music Ain't festivals. I've got oh. one lined up. I'm about to go to Outside Lands and dance my balls off. But Rod, you just spent the last weekend at one of New York's biggest musical events. Can you tell yeah, us about I'm it? Yeah, I'm still processing the phrase dance my balls off, to be honest. Like, that is, like, the violence of that image is both, like, too much for me, but also mm-hmm. very season three, mm-hmm. I would say. That's, like, a, mm-hmm. that's some mm-hmm. real exactly. season three imagery. Yep. I attended Panorama Music Festival this past weekend on Friday and on Saturday. Um, I had a very special guest joining me, my little brother Dara, who is 17 and absolutely does not deserve this incredible New York trip he got, but c'est la vie. Definitely not. not. Like, 17-year-olds deserve very little, frankly. Like, the most that they deserve is, like, to not be beat, and that's about it. That's, like, (laughs) actually it. Like, when you're 17, like, okay, like, um, you're fine. So the idea of this, like, grand ass trip you just got is like a lot for me but it began um last friday when he and i went to see frank ocean um who was the headliner for that evening um and right before him was solange who was like also incredible and it was a pretty interesting show um i hadn't seen frank Mm. ocean since or frank ocean hadn't really been touring since the last time i saw him which was like 2011 um, he'd done a few European shows, but <laughs> hadn't done anything too much in the States. I saw him in, yeah, I saw him in 2010 or 2011. Um, like, right around the time, right before Channel Orange came out, like, around the time of the Nostalgia Ultra mixtape. And it was, like, real. it was a very interesting performance. Um, I loved it a lot. Huh. You don't, you're, you're not saying, you're not saying good, was, you're saying interesting. Was it entertaining? Actually, no, was so, it good? Yeah, let me correct. It was great. It was a fantastic performance. I was, like, at times a little, like, what is, like, the Frank Ocean, like, shtick at times, I find, like, very frustrating. This sort of, like, you know, mm. begrudging artist who, you know, has been, like, thrust into the spotlight, like, with right. very little desire to be here i just kind of want to be like all right i mean like i have a lot of sympathy for that but like to give you an idea of the show the show opens so the, show, the thing that makes the show great is it's like a very intimate setup but he's on the main stage closing out an outdoor festival so the fact that he was able to make this huge performance feel really small was was really like no small feat and also like we had great seats for it so it really felt or not seats but like great spots for it so like i think it felt particularly intimate depending on, like, where you were. But, like, he comes in, and there's these, like, two chairs, two speakers, and, like, this one disco ball. It's, like, a very sparse stage, but, like, it's pretty cool. He comes in and, like, quietly, like, we not saying anything, he has his, like, headphones on, puts, like, a cassette tape, like, in the, like, speaker system, like, closes in, like, presses play to okay. give off the idea that this whole thing is sort of maybe this, like, very, like, dodgy, mixed um, performance, all recorded on, like, a cassette tape. Of course it's not, but it's, like, part of, like, the whole the whole aesthetic of the performance, right? It's a performance. Um, and that alone made me be, like, really? Like, I don't know. You're If you're going to be, like, putting this whole, like, like, yeah, I'm just, you know, like, an artist who wants, who would prefer to work privately, but, like, yet I have to do this thing. Like, you're going to pull that, like, sticky ass moment where you put in, like, a small cassette 
that launches this like huge performance. I mean, like I like that act. I think it's like a fun. I don't know. I I, I understand like the impulse to kind of like frame this performance in as small a way as possible and the cassette tape is kind of like a funny way and like you know has its own hip connotations for sure but like anytime you put that kind of preciousness Mm -hmm. in something i start to question whether you're actually like that begrudging about having to do it in the first place that's just how i think of stuff like that i'm just kind of Mm. like okay i I have a feeling you like Mm. this more than like you act like you do but that's chill um other than that though the performance was so good it was being um recorded as like there was like a cameraman sort of following him as it was happening who turned out to be spike jones actually and he was like filming him while he performed and it was sort of being like edited and composed like live it was really interesting on the screens behind him it was sort of playing as if it was like like a concert film but it was being recorded live it was it was really it was really amazing he and i think that that that's what was kind of cool about having Spike Jones there at first, I kind of thought it was like a bit of like a stunt when I heard he did it at um, LA at like a fuck yeah fest. I kind of thought he just wanted to be like, look at the people I can sort of like bring on, bring with me. Mm. But he actually like employed a filmmaker with like an eye who could act, who could create live concert footage that felt really cinematic to me, at least it was, it was really, really, really impressive. Um, and it was really emotional and moving and he's a great performer. I just wish he would sort of like lean into it and admit that he knows he's good and that he doesn't need to feel like, there doesn't need to be this like hi like let's do this guys like ugh like like speak <laughs> up like why are you such a like quiet coyote I just think like that whole shtick is too precious for like for me maybe he's maybe he's a reluctant superstar maybe he doesn't want to be there I he mean, actually I, doesn't want to be I there mean, maybe he maybe uh, it, I believe you know, it I believe it for you know. sure I mean he reminds me sort of of like Fiona Apple or something you know like someone who has like whose interest is much more, like, his music is, like, much more idiosyncratic and kind of, like, um, it's really, it's kind of genius. Like, I wouldn't necessarily call Frank Ocean a genius, personally, but I do think he has, like, a really special ear and kind of creates really interesting melodies, and his music is, it is really good, It's but it's not conventional by, like, radio standards, for sure. Um, so I do think that, like, mm-hmm. he is a reluctant artist, of course, because, like, I don't think he ever assumed he would be this big. I don't think anybody who signed him ever assumed he would be this big. But also, like, there is the fact that, like, the bigness is born out of his um, his reluctance to be big. Like, he's perceived as, like, so mysterious and, like, elusive. And it sort of feeds into itself, right? So, like, the more that he retreats from the spotlight and the more he sort of seems like, he doesn't want to participate, the more these performances become, like, hyped and heightened and the more his projects gain a lot of attention so like i don't know i kind of think he doesn't mind it at the same time well (laughs) my opinion roddy boy but who knows the thing that i yeah well the thing that i wanted to ask you about was why is mgmt (laughs) getting billing on this show haven't they not existed since yeah i didn't go on sunday is that when they played or they play on saturday and i just literally missed them no they played on friday literally missed it babe like didn't even catch it um how do they get top billing that is like a good question like who like who's of the festival programmers like whose family member did they have hostage like unclear this was pretty much like my opinion of fucking larue who you know larue like who would sing that who sang that song bulletproof you know her yeah larue LaRue. she was like a french electropop artist from like the early to mid 2000s she had that song that was like this time baby i'll be bulletproof literally like that one like, what it was let me see 
This one? Yes, yes, that's the it. You know the song? Yeah, you know the song? No, this is like way above okay. my pay grade. I have so no idea this bitch. She looks like. Like what? Tilda Swinton. She, she looks like the. She, yeah, she looks like the villain from yeah. The Incredibles. <laughs> Wait. Oh, I, I recognize remember the song, song, right? Like, get to the chorus, you'll definitely recognize it. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like part of that like Chromeo Justice, like electro pop European moment of like the early two thousands, right? Like, sort of the thing that like allowed Lady yeah, Gaga yeah. to get a fa- as famous as she did. But like, Larue had quite literally. One album. This bitch was on every festival list for like four years. Mm. And the first year I was like, ooh, LaRue, she's mm. fun. Second year I was like, oh, love it. Like, she's reliable. Third year I was like, wow, really? Okay, maybe she has new stuff. Goes, here's the same album. Fourth time I was like, are you actually kidding me? Like, I was about to Molotov cocktail this stage. Like, <laughs> literally, it was like, please welcome LaRue. And I'm like, been there, done that, messed around. I was like, this song again? Like, how dare you? Like, Damn. get off the stage and record new material. That yeah. That is, like, the kind of reaction I have to MGMT. I'm just like, are y'all, like, still around? And But I feel yeah. bad for them a little bit. Like, I feel like the hype machine, like, kind of ate them up. Like, they got so big, and, like, where do you go? Where do you go but down in this world? They definitely got it eaten up. Yeah. They got eaten up. Uh, well, they definitely Who's got eaten at up. Outside Lands this year? And they're not going to... Are gonna... they? Outside Lands, okay. Outside Lands is kind of like a mix of, old, of like, old old i'm not like that excited oh, okay. about it the gorillas are going to be there so that's, okay. that's gonna be cool i wish we had picked a better year but it's metallica who i don't okay but buy out. their merch uh, no, buy no. it it's the who who why should i buy metallica's metallica shitty merch, merch is like hot merch <laughs> it's like it really all these streetwear brands like utilize like all of these like weird old rock bands like Metallica, Iron Maiden, like Ozzy Osbourne, like all of those aesthetics oh. have like entered the streetwear oh, style. Oh, 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 oh. You should buy okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, you know what I'm talking I know about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that uh, more and more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's Metallica, don't care. The Who, who, they're awesome, but they're all like <laughs> 70 plus. Uh, gorillas, who I'm legitimately That's excited about seeing. Lord, Lord, who is also secretly a 47 year old. <laughs> like, Lord, who, like, is uh, a witch, but not because she, like, wears dark clothing, because she's 65 and has, like, the body, apparently, of, like, a 17-year-old or whatever. But, like, we know you're 103, yeah, yeah. Gare. Continue. Who else? Right. Yeah. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest, who is cool, but Five Dogs Dead, so I don't even know if it's really... Oh, Tribe but it's going to be anymore. the last time they probably perform uh, because of that, so it's going to be a special show. Yeah. Well, Okay. Then Alt J, oh. who has one album, they're like the MGMT of British bands. I love Alt J. They have more uh, than one album. I saw them at Panorama. They have. They have they one have, good album. They have another they one have that's one. really good. They have two albums. <laughs> you should okay. listen to them. And then the rest of it, the rest of it is like, you know, I could meet these people in a cafe and I would have no idea who they are. Except for Action Bronson, that's gonna be cool. Uh, Schoolboy Q is good. I like the Avid Brothers. And then Solange is going to be there, but I didn't even hear her album. So you whatever. have to go see Solange. You have to prioritize the Solange performance <laughs> on your list. Trust me, it's let's see so good. It's gonna be it's gonna blow your mind. I promise. That's Beyonce's it's sister, Beyonce's right? Beyonce's sister, and but like she's her own mm. thing. Like it's there's nothing Beyonce about okay. her. What's brilliant about her is that 
she has because her sister is like arguably like the most famous like artist currently in the mainstream in the world right now and because her because Beyonce yeah. operates in with such excess Solange's brand is complete the other, the other end of it it's it's minimalism and it's like it's like movement and like dance and it's like it's just such a vibe you're going to love it it's going to be one of your favorite um sets of the weekend i promise you have to go it's it's she's going up directly against <gasps> the who and so that will be a decision that really? i have to make she's going up against the who that's such an interesting um that's such an interesting like a moment that's such an interesting thing to choose she played right before yeah. frank ocean on the same yeah. day which i thought was like a generous and really like wonderful set design for panorama that was like perfect usually like okay. these festivals like so anyway, set up so if you want to see them like one sunday one's friday so you end up having to go all three days yeah messed up yeah those sound fun yeah. we're we're excited it's gonna be fun are you gonna it's go gonna to my good. set Am my acoustic go to what? set 3 p.m. on Saturday at Outside Land? Yeah, your acoustic set. Oh, you know what? I got the schedule mm-hmm. up right now. Um, and I don't see your name unless you're in jo- Jeff Goldblum's band. Um, do not mention his name to me. Um, he is... A, he, okay. we, it's well known that we have a music industry beef, Goldblum and I. He stole my trumpet right. player, so now I I'm performing that. solo. But I will be on Saturday performing some folk hits. And I expect you there. Like, my okay. shoe, my shoe, everybody knows my shoe is gone. You know that one? The classic? Yeah. I do. My shoe is I gone. It's a one. good one. Um, that's going to be fun. You're going to have a great time. Um, you have to see Solange. You have to buy well, a lot of Metallica merch. You and Jeff Goldblum are just going to have to work out your differences because I can't be split between do you, you think- and him. It's, just I know, we're really, like, me. putting the kids in the middle of this. I know, do you think I should maybe, like, walk on stage during Jeff Goldblum's yeah. set and just be, have my guitar and be like, my show, my show, everybody knows my show. Our beef has been squashed! You think so? You do you need to appreciate it? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, he's definitely yeah. going to be into that. <laughs> I think he'd be like, wow, it is so mature of you. I guess you would know more than me, though, since you guys have have you, you guys have a shared history. So uh, you know, I don't don't. We don't have ask a dark, me. dark history. Also, side note, I've heard he's like kind of a creeper. My friend used to like run by his house in New York, <laughs> like on her like running daily running trail, and like after a while, she would start seeing him like come out of the house and like observe her as she like ran. And then okay. one day she was running, and he was like, "Hey, hey!" And she like stopped and was like, "Jeff Goldblum," and he was like, "Do you want to come in for tea?" And she was like no like what like i'm running and also like huh he's like all right and then like a couple other times would just like always be like outside like <laughs> just kind of like creeping and, and i was like okay <laughs> yes gold bluish that's 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 actually kind of cool cool oh, okay well that reminds me rod i'll let you um i'll let you work you... that out with him no 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 this reminds me season three we need a Margot Robbie update. We, Where are we at? I'm so glad you asked. Our people, her people, like, we are moving right along. This Margot Robbie interview is, like, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's sort of, it's sort of, like, one of those things where it's, like, not only is it on the horizon, but, like, I can see the crest of the sun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking forward. Yeah, yeah. Eyes are, like, not fully open because, like, staring at the sun is, like, not good for your sight or your corneas but like you can sort of see like 
the light kind of uh-huh. above, that's like the Margot Robbie interview where it's like, um, yeah, I'd say it's coming. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm, yeah, um, definitely. Okay. Okay, so it is coming. I yeah, just wanted it'll to make be sure. there. Um, season three is gonna feature is gonna feature a Margot Robbie interview and lots of um, Italian horror violence. Do we love? Yes, <laughs> but sandwich sandwich right in the middle of that is a beautiful, uh, sensitive email uh, uh, interview with uh, yeah, Margot. Robbie, definitely. So, so in between the like, <clears throat> like my intestines, like eat them, is gonna suddenly be an. An episode yeah. where it's like, Margo, thank you so much for joining us. Um, mm. This is an honor <laughs> and it's a privilege. And then the episode after will be like, don't eat my toenails. Like, no, you will eat them. <clears throat> Looks up like that. What do you think? Yeah. She's just, I mean, she. Uh, there's nothing else we can say about her. She's just a, a generational talent. And to have her on this show really would yeah, put I'm us on the Yeah, I'm going to go there's nothing to say about her. I agree about that. Um... But, you know, yeah. we're going to let okay. her speak for herself when we inevitably get her because um, I have a feeling she's going to – her schedule is going to clear up pretty soon if you catch my drift. Um, yeah. Call it a friggin' hounch. Um, we need to move forward to my violent day tomorrow. <laughs> yes, violent day tomorrow. Let's hear Dude, I don't know what to do. Okay, so I have jury duty tomorrow. At 9 a.m. at 100 Center Street, New York. So if anybody in New York wants to come and grab a lunch with me, if they even, like, give me a lunch, like, please meet up with me. It's Center with an E at the end. 100 Center Street. Bring me lunch. I will not pay you back, but I do think that, like, it's an honor to, like, meet me at lunch on a day like this. Like, I'm going to be an emotional mess. I feel like I'm going to be, like, really tapping into some, like, intense, like, character work to get hired or whatever, like, chosen to, like, be on the jury, like... I basically need to, like, bring my A game tomorrow. You know what I mean? I need you to, because I need them to pick yeah. me. Like, this to me is, like, a dream come true. Like, I huh? have been wanting to be... You want to get picked? Um, yeah, I want to get picked, Jack. This is, like, literally what I've been waiting for. Like, what if it's a murder trial? What if this is, like, the trial of the century and, like, there is, like, a People magazine expose on, like, the hot jurors of, like, this trial. And they do, like, a little profile and they're like, who's Rod? And it's, like... The cover is me, like, wearing nothing but, like, a blanket, like, covering my front, kind of like that Annie Leibovitz, Miley Cyrus picture. And it's, like, juror number six speaks. And, like, the quote is, like, I had no idea or, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like this is my chance. I'm I'm Googling possible upcoming New York trials. Uh, there's nothing, like, really Is there cool. anything, like, anything really hot with, stuff. like, or, like, anything, like, sexy, like, Mm, like this truck driver like cut off like a prostitute's leg oh here's one well let's see there's probably some of that this one says bride jailed for pulling out gun and pointing at husband during their wedding um i mean i'll take it wait at, during the wedding like at the wedding that I is guess so hot. i'm just reading headlines that's, ab- that's all i do i'm not reading the article <laughs> that's absolutely my brand i feel like like, Rod, and now your vows yeah. puts leg up on, like, church bench and pulls out a gun from my ankle. Like, don't fucking move. Nobody in here move! Mm. And, then, like, the doors lock. Like, this is my wedding now. What do you think? That's you, definitely your brand. Do you think that's my brand? Wait, what about how, this is a quick side yeah. story, but Rule and I went, um, her, like, work had, like, a fake prom, and it was, like, 
we were in like a limo and like oh it was like God. a it was like totally like meant to be like a fake prom and like everyone was getting like gradually like drunker and drunker and it got like it was like really funny but it was like very messy and then suddenly at one point like the person her name's Naomi who was like orchestrating this entire prom and who was really drunk and like needed to kind of like wrap up the limo stuff and like collect the money from like all the people who were who like owed the money so that they could pay the driver suddenly like without realizing it accidentally kept sounding like she was literally like robbing us like she was so drunk and like she was just trying to make she was just trying to like get our attention but everyone was drunk but like and like trying to get us to like hand over the money that we'd brought to give the driver but like all of her like ways of getting our attention literally made us feel like we were under attack like at one point she was like everybody shut the fuck up we were like what on Earth. Oh and at one point God. she literally got in someone's face and was like, I want all your money now. And I was like, Wait, are we, I was like, are wow. we being robbed? And like, I know she didn't mean it like that, but like I was crying, laughing in the corner when she literally was like, Hand it over, hand it over, you money now. I was like, Wait, what like what is actually happening? But it was that's awesome so cool. being robbed. And I think that that's sort of like what I'm going to utilize um, at my <laughs> wedding. And I really think that like that's the kind of energy I want for the court case tomorrow. But so here's the situation. I cool. have gotten jury duty three other times in California. Okay. Like throughout the years. Um, each time yeah. I call the night yeah. before to like check what time I have to arrive. And every time I've been told I don't need to come in the morning. Has this happened to you? Or have you uh, ever gotten jury duty period? Yeah. yeah. First of all. Uh, yeah, a couple times, but yeah, usually it's just like, you call them up and they're like, yeah, we don't That's need you. That's happened to you before. Um, like one time I, one time I, yeah, one time it happened to me in college and then one time it happened to me maybe like the year after we graduated. Yes, kind of same. Uh, but yeah, most of the time, even if you do, I would say go in there trying to not get selected because most of the people who try to get selected for the jury fuck up and they get thrown out. Really? Okay, so... So if I come in yeah. with, like, in a negligee being like, your honor, I would like to say that um, I know exactly who's guilty and innocent the second I look at them. Do you think the judge wouldn't? If you, if you. What? You'd get kicked what? out if you said so that. So what, I should come and be like, what is yeah. this? Like, this is stupid. Like, a lot of that. You go in, this is what you do. No, you go in with your face covered in, like, night, a yeah. night mask. Your hair in oh, rollers, yeah. uh, carry like uh, one of those rolling pins and like a, a big like ugly pink and like a pink and, like a pink nightgown, or like a pink bathrobe. Yeah, and yeah. be like, what the fuck? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll definitely get selected. Yeah, definitely. I think that's costume. true. I my I want my aesthetic to be. Have you ever seen the mask with Jim Carrey? I want my son yeah. to be, like, his mean old woman neighbor who's constantly like, Stanley Ipkiss, mm. where's the rent? That's, like, absolutely my aesthetic. <laughs> Your ability to recall shitty Jim Carrey movies is so is un- <laughs> Stanley Ipkiss, that was his name. You can't forget a name like that. Yeah. So do you think, you so you think I should just, like, go and, like, just be really, like, chill? Go and be, no, don't be chill. Be pissed off or angry or Be or like, impatient. what is this? I have to pick up my kids at three. Like stuff like yeah. that. Yes, exactly. And put on, put, yeah, put on a very condescending New York accent. What the fuck is this? Oh my God, that was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think no, I can, I don't think I can show up like that. Like, I'm a lifelong New Yorker. No. What the fuck is this? 
Yeah. I'm also from Australia. <laughs> I was born and raised in the Bronx, brother. And I will put up with <laughs> this after the six train I go. I'll be like, oh, like, what on earth? <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to walk. Do you think I should so have pissed. an entrance? Or should I, like, really just calm myself down? Uh, you know, I'm going to leave it up to you. Uh, it would be fun to see you come in with, like, walk-up music and a whole entrance coordinator. Yeah, I wanted to do, like, a but Real again, Housewives opening credits yeah. moment where, like, the doors open and I walk and twirl and have, like, a line. Like, every woman has right. a journey. Mine that is could happen. I mean, you could... Like, fig- something like that. No, I mean, you could you could figure that out. I just don't how know that's gonna how... going to go. Yeah, I mean, you might not get received. Right. All right, well, right. you know what? Fair enough, but, fair yeah. enough. Keep us updated. Keep us updated. I really want to know if you get selected for the jury. Because, you know, you, you get, like, a tiny paycheck. For, yeah, for I think I get, that. like, $40 a day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny. That's a tiny. Tiny. Yeah, it's about as tiny as it but, gets. That's uh, not even minimum wage. Like, what? <laughs> it's not. How many no. hours is it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not like, I don't know. Probably could take, I mean, you know, like, we're we're about to talk about this, but the, the, uh, the first OJ trial, those people were... We're, we're like uh, cloistered for, you know, months oh, on end. Oh, my God. Imagine if I was cloistered for months on end for a murder case. You know, I would be the first one to, like, sell my story to People Magazine. I'm not even kidding. That would put quite a halt to season three of The Good it Friends would. Podcast. It would. Yeah, you'd have to do it alone while I'm, like, manning my narrative in the press, which is that I had an affair with one of the security guards. <laughs> like, he touched <laughs> me, and I liked it. Okay. I'm like, uh-huh. Right. Jeez. Well, speaking of OJ, well, what's the, just, what's the tea on this? Because yeah. I'm pretty like confused as to why he's getting out. This is for yeah. Can you explain the story here? OJ in 2008 got arrested in Las Vegas, Nevada, for armed yeah, robbery. For armed robbery. Maybe he was in trying an attempt to... to get back some memorabilia yeah. of his that he says was unlawfully stolen and sold. So anyway. He gets thrown in jail. Originally, the sentence was for, like, 33 years, but apparently because of his good behavior and shit, he only served, like, 11 or or 10 of those years or something. I think he's not due—he doesn't actually get released until October oh, okay. or November, which is, like, the end of his 10—so ten... he had his term essentially shortened by two-thirds. Uh, and, yeah, he had to go in front of a parole board and, uh, you know— He's never committed any kind of violent crime. He's never, um, you know, uh, been deemed a threat. He's to never society. committed any uh, kind of violent crime. Are we? Are we sure? <laughs> uh, well, Rod, it's a very famous court case. Do you want me yeah, to remind you, let... you what the ruling of the decision mm-hmm. was? I forget. Can you tell me? I, I assume you're talking about the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. And mm. the other guy, whose Ron, name I can never Ron remember. Gold. <laughs> Ron Goldman. Whoops. <laughs> actually. So, somewhere his yeah, dad's Yeah, definitely. Like, my son's uh, name isn't even on your yeah, lips. Right. Or whatever. He, like, loves doing. Uh, get yeah, over God, it. Honestly. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> literally, OJ. Okay, so, we should say, like, OJ going to jail for this robbery. I mean, it was, like, a criminal act, but... It was also a makeup, right, for a perceived injustice in his getting off in the first place. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the the him getting thirty three yeah, years. Yeah, like a, like the baggage of the prior. Tri- I mean, like if yeah, you guess. want like a non biased jury, which is like the demand. Like, was there such a thing as a non biased jury for this trial? Like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know how. I don't know. Be. I know. Yeah, I don't know who who they find who has never right. heard of O.J. Simpson. I'm not really sure. Maybe it was a bunch of like I don't know babies. Maybe it was just a. A jur- jury made up of yeah. Infants. I think it was like a woman with like a, like a, a woman's sonogram, like three babies on top of each other in a trench coat, like a mop, and maybe like a zucchini mm-hmm. peeler. <laughs> like, and I feel like it was a unanimous guilty verdict. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I don't know. I mean, he's get he's gonna be free, dude. He's free to walk the streets. He could come on this podcast if he wants to. Would you have? Uh, would you have OJ oh, on this podcast? Oh my god! Can you imagine if we? If we finally got an email from Margot Robbie that was like, hey, guys, like, I would love to. And we're like, sorry, Marge, we're going to have to bump you. OJ's out and he's in. <laughs> She's like, for sure. Just let me know. I'm not doing anything. So it's chill. Um, Yeah, I would you- definitely have yeah. OJ on trial. My first question would be like, really? Literally, my first question. And he'd be like, hey. What do we think yeah. about this? What do you anticipate well, is going to happen? I mean, like, what? Yeah, what? I'm Here's so what's going to happen. I don't, know, I don't know what to expect from this moment. Reality oh. show. Then, Kardashian crossover. Then, Chris and OJ tie the knot. Then, Chris Jenner gets murdered. Then, second murder trial for OJ Simpson. That's how it's going down. Wow. That is actually such a good call. <laughs> I really, really right? see that happening. I can totally see, like, this season on the Kardashians. Like, seeing my mom murdered was crazy. But seeing Chloe on the stand crying, that was crazier. Like, literally, <laughs> season 25 of the Kardashians. Yeah. Kylie being like, it was unbelievable I really, seeing OJ covered yeah. in my mother's blood. But at the same time, like, I guess I'm just me. A lot of that. Uh, really all I just want, I, I, I just want a resolution to the OJ is Khloe Kardashian's dad Ugh. rumor, which that's not real. I mean, you know what's funny? Like, I don't know if it's OJ, but like, do you not think she's mixed race <laughs> in some way? <laughs> like, I'm just saying. She's definitely, she's, no, she's, no, she's like leaning into the, she's, I'm sure she's like, just, she's loving this rumor so much because it gives her even more of an excuse to dress like maybe, okay woman. maybe but it doesn't help that she keeps she's had so much surgery that any of that initial like reading is now off like she had a wide-brimmed nose so like true. now she has like the army like the kardashian nose which is neither armenian nor black like she yeah. just she doesn't look like she used to but back in the day if you look at old pictures of chloe kardashian like when everybody said she was hideous which like doesn't have to do with like the reading of like whether or not her father was Rob Kardashian, but like a separate thing was the point was like she didn't look like any of these other sisters, and she also like her features were not Armenian or white to me. Yeah. So now I'm like, well, we'll really have to just do a DNA test. But I would do yeah. anything if it turned out she was OJ's daughter. Like I would actually like throw myself into traffic and like scream with joy. I'd be huh. so into it. But do you uh, think he's going to get a reality show? Do you think people are going to be excited for it? I mean, this is like an era no. of like real indecency. And like we obviously love awful people in the spotlight, clearly. Um, but like, is OJ yeah. where we draw the line? Or do you think people will be fascinated by him still? 
people are still fascinated by him, but I think he's still too much of a pariah that he, I don't think anyone can, with a straight face, actually give him a reality show. Right. And he also seems like someone who's I mean, destroyed by yeah. the fact that people don't love him anymore. Yeah, they don't. And if two, if the two OJ uh, film slash you know series hadn't come out, I don't think he would be getting I was as much right- pub. But just because it's like riding the coattails. I was right about to ask that. Do you think that this like renewed interest in OJ influenced the decision to let him out on parole? Oh my god, I hope not. That would be ridiculous. I mean, if if so, it's like the worst parole officer ever because those two, those two like TV shows were all about how he right. did it, right? <laughs> so, but but like, then I don't but, know. I don't know. I don't think unless so, they but. were just like you know what, like honestly, like that movie was good. Like that movie was actually good. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's I think what like they're saying. I'm stressed out. Yeah. Ugh. No, well, I hope not. That I mean, I'm sort of torn because I think that, like, even if he's getting out, like, his life is over in some way. <laughs> I don't see anything good really happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His life's over. That's that's for sure. He's definitely not going to be doing anything really cool for the rest cool. of his life. What if he, like, randomly, like, discovers, like, the God particle, becomes, like, a really famous scientist? <laughs> 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 like, he randomly finds a cure to rabies. Like, okay, um... I guess, um, um, yeah, we didn't just have yeah. a mass murderer literally discover the cure for rabies or anything. Hmm. That would yeah. be interesting. I don't know. That would be a tough, that would be a tough thing to overcome. It might be. It's like, can you separate the man's be. work from his personal totally. life? Totally. The Woody Allen effect. It's real. So, right. Well. Yes, it would be the newest Woody Allen well, effect. Well, we will definitely, definitely, definitely update everybody on this, like, whatever, on this, like, OJ moment. Trying to get OJ yeah, in the I pod? Yeah, I mean, I think we should give it a shot. Like, don't you think he's going to pretty much take, like, whatever he can get? Like, am I wrong? Right, 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 right. Maybe we're the only people to, we're, we're going to be the only people to reach out we're to We're the only people? Yeah, I kind of think, like, nobody else is going to want to speak to him at all. Am I Am I very naive? Unclear. Mm. <laughs> but I think he'll say yes. We'll be like, OJ. Yeah, we'll just say we love him. He's so easy. He's so easy to manipulate. Um, okay. Let's let's try to... Okay, so this is a complicated good friend devil tongue moment. But as is true for most of season three, um, this is going to be a violent attempt to parcel out our thoughts. Actually, only on one thing. Let's start with your boy, the senior senator from Arizona, John McCain. Woo! Okay, the I am like really torn on this actually you know what i think everyone's really torn on it but like i'm like i like pretty much am have made my decision like i think john mccain's a coward um i literally (laughs) don't find him like really inspiring at all um i think the fact that like the president called him like like wait first of all didn't i like make a comment about his being like a pow and like not like way back if many episodes ago and Donald Trump 
Donald Trump said that he preferred people who didn't, didn't get, get caught. caught. I believe is what he uh, said. Yeah, he didn't call McCain a coward, but he was like, yeah, you know, service. But I prefer people right. who didn't get Which caught. Which is like a like a, a line fit for like a two drink minimum. And McCain still backs this dude. Like, okay, McCain to me is like, like, look, I understand the strategy of politics. I get that. Like, up until now, he's been so panicked about like his constant re-election cycle in Arizona that he hasn't maybe been able to be, like, the radical politician he wants. But, like, for some reason, I just, like, don't really have a lot of empathy or, like, care a lot. Um, I think he is, like... I think he's, like, relatively spineless, okay? I think he, like... He has absolutely... His, his moral compass is... I think it drives him crazy when he has to make bad decisions, but... There is no gun to his head. I really just have very little respect for people who are, like, put in positions of power and then, like, bend willy-nilly. Like, dude, you have this platform and this ability to, like, do what it is that you want. And I think, like, the big thing with this whole healthcare debate was sort of, like, it wasn't just the fact that, like, shortly before this vote, McCain had been diagnosed with, like, ter seemingly terminal brain cancer, but... The, the idea was that you knew that this person, like, fundamentally did not despise Obamacare. I refuse to believe that he did. Yet he still chose to not vote to repeal it, but vote to bring it into, like, debate or whatever. And, and then, like, he votes no. Okay, so then the day of the vote comes, and there's this, like, gasp in the auditorium, and everybody is praising McCain for being the deciding vote, which is horrifying, P.S., meaning that this thing was, like, pretty much, like, dependent on one vote. So, the, like, the theatrics of it meant that, like, McCain was the deciding vote because they had not anticipated he would return after a surgery to the Senate floor to vote in the first place. But everybody being like, wow, I can't believe this. Like, what a shocking event. It's like, you know what? operating with like a smidge of moral decency is not a magic trick <laughs> okay like it is not like this dude's not houdini he didn't just like shock us with like something i never thought i would see like you know what he has this job which is to make rational decisions on behalf of the people the um like the statistics of the number of people that would lose health insurance was growing each time they brought a new plan forward and then shot up by like an additional 10 million when they scrapped the replace and just were going to go with repeal. Anybody in their right mind would vote no. So I'm not like really sitting here and like applauding someone for like making what to me is like the decision that they were voted to in put in place to make. Like, I don't like this constant like, framing of these politicians as like evil or as like superheroes it's like no this is literally a job like yes he voted no and also he was so annoying about it like in the lead up to that day he literally like someone asked him like do you know how you're gonna vote and he was like yes like you've made a decision yes and they were like what is your decision like sort of knowing he wouldn't answer and he literally was like you'll have to watch the show and see like the show like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a performer. What do you want? I mean, did you see how dramatic the the was, walk, it was the tied, hand, like, and the walk back? It was tied fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was tied fifty fifty, and everyone's like, it's like this big dramatic thing, the last vote, and here he comes, and he's all like quiet and subtle about it, and he just goes, yeah. No. And, and then like, like <gasps> and then steps back to his like podium. I mean, like, I understand that like, like yeah, this yeah. is the I moment. Mean, in which, like, we want C-SPAN to feel like a reality show. Like, I 
to say. John McCain. He sucks. Like, uh, <laughs> he does suck. For Mr. McCain, I would say that it's a little ridiculous. That day, especially, everyone was shocked when they found out that he was flying in from Arizona because he had just gotten, you know, in trouble for having brain cancer right. or whatever. So everyone right off the bat assumed that he was going to vote yes on the repeal, and then it, like, flip-flopped back and forth, uh, you know, for the rest of the day until he finally eventually voted no. The thing is, like, he was he was only one of the three Republican senators to vote against right. it. You know, where's the, the other two for Senator Collins from right. Maine? Or Senator Murkowski from wherever her fucking state right. is. Precisely. Uh, so Why is he, like, the John, face of this narrative? You know like, give me a break. Because he was the last one. He's a good uh, He's a good showman, dude. He knew that the last vote's the only one that people are going to be talking about. Right, so bravo to the uh, producer so. of this reality show, but, like, I don't need to, like... Like, my emotional state, as volatile as it is, and as much as I'm always shrieking, like... I'm very, like, uninterested in being, like, coward, coward, never mind, hero. Like, okay, no. My reaction was, like, oh, good, good. He voted no, as he should have. Like, fantastic. Didn't see that coming, but I'm moving on. I'm not, like, rewriting his entire, like, political history. I find him to be, like, a very complicated figure. Um, That, like, that video that circulates around, like, all the time of, like, back in the election, during, like, the 2008 election when some woman at, like, some... McCain rally is says that you know Obama is a Muslim and she like pulls the microphone away from her and is like no 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 he's a good man and everybody uses this as this example of like look at how far we've come and like how low we've gone in political discourse like what happened to moments like this (laughs) and it's like I'm sorry his counter to Obama being a Muslim was no 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 no. he's a good guy like I'm like well well first of all the lady said Arab she said Muslim it's the same yeah she said Muslim <clears throat> no, she said Arab. Okay, no, she, said she said Arab. Even more, even more insane. Like, no, 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 you're wrong. He can't be because he's a good person. Like, what? Like, this is still a warmonger. This is still somebody who thinks about politics as this, like, battle of, like, us versus them. This is somebody I never wanted as president, and I'm not exactly, like, eager to applaud him. Do I want him to, like, die of a brain tumor? Like, no, I don't, obviously. Like, very sad. Like, God bless. I sort of like his daughter, Megan. I kind of find her to be, like like, a kind of interesting new era Republican. But, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, yeah, good job, McCain. You did something that required, like, a brain cell, which, like, I know you're rapidly losing, yeah, but, like, I mean, his, good God. Like, I'm not going to lose my mind. Whole politiker, his whole political career has basically been just, like, towing the line. I mean, he he's known as, like, the maverick of the Senate, but if you, like, look at his right. voting record, he kind of, like, just goes you know, he, like, falls in line like a Exactly. Republican. He's just a good little boy. Um, and even, even up, yeah, yeah. And even up till this vote, like, during this Trump presidency, he'll, like, say shit about, oh, like, this guy doesn't, is not fit for office and blah, 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 but. We'll and, still support everything. You know, this is really the, they, yeah, they, uh, not that, they haven't, it's funny because, like, the Senate hasn't even had that much to vote on that, you know, because, like, Trump is so, he's so pathetic and trying to get legislation passed but i don't know i mean it yeah it's good that he voted no on this one thing that could have ruined people's health care which is like when you think about it like you said it's not even that big of a decision to make it's like of, of course, course you vote, you vote no. no on this thing that could kill people's health care yes so yeah i agree he's a di- he's a dick but also i'm glad, I'm glad he, voted. he voted no too i'm glad that he received data from an institution whose job it is to provide data to influence your vote and voted according to the vote which is his job like 
I'm not right. gonna go to like every ice cream scoop, every ice cream shop, and when they like scoop, just be like, unbelievable, such good work. Like this is like this is what you're meant to do. Like oh god, what a, like what a move. Like no, these are their jobs. These people like do not deserve our praise for just doing their work. I would praise him if he'd like actually proven himself to be like a radical Republican or a maverick or whatever, and like used his like la- use these last few months to like try to save his party a little dignity. And it's not going to happen. So, yeah, like, I'm done. I'm over it. So he gets, like, a begrudging good friend for having voted no, but he gets a pinch of devil tongue because I couldn't give a shit less about him. (laughs) He does. I'll give him a pinch of a tongue Eh. right now. Eh. Just, like, a quick little pinch. But the rest of the tongue is reserved for, like, a sewer rat who bought a suit. Like, literally, like, Remy from Ratatouille. (laughs) Like... Who was this person? I feel like we made him up. <laughs> that was the most. Who Anthony? Yes, Scaramucci. those ten days are like okay. Anyway, I literally feel like I was just like cornered at a party, had to talk to like someone for like so long, and then turned around and was like, "Who was that? Like, do they even go here? Like, what? What was that?" And then now I'm just like, anyway, and moving on with my life. Like that was the most insane two weeks of my life. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, it's great. He got hired, then Sean Spicer and Reince Priebus quit. Then he calls Reince Priebus a schizophrenic paranoiac. Then he said that Steve Bannon sucks his own cock. Then he missed the birth of his child. Then he, then he got hit up for divorce papers by his ex-wife. Then he got fired. Amazing, an amazing ten days. Like this dude has lived more of a life in two business weeks than anyone on this earth will. Like. How did that happen? I cannot believe it. Dude, the guy didn't even the guy didn't even have his like fucking pay period run through. Like he worked ten for ten days. days. That's not even a whole <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Not even enough. Yeah, pay literally. Like he's literally I don't even know what he's expecting. He literally like probably didn't even have time to fill out the paperwork. What a disaster. I know. He was probably still going through security clearance when like he Totally. One hundred percent. My question is this. What does this mean for um, Spicer and Previous? Like, if they quit because of him and he's been fired, like, they don't come back, do they? No, I, no, I think it was just a... <clears throat> I've read reports that, like, the Scaramucci hiring was all kind of, like, a way to get those guys to quit because Trump was so pissed off at them, but he also didn't want to, like... He didn't want to... I don't know, I guess suffer the embarrassment of having to fire two important players in the White House administration only like six months into but the job. But is it? And so he hires this guy. He hires this guy who they hate. Yeah. They they quit. Trump hires a new uh, a new fucking chief of staff and that, that ex-Marine uh, general, what's, his, what's yeah. his name, Kelly. And then he fires Mooch for, for being uh, ridiculous and not actually... Not actually That's a curious theory. Uh, I don't know if I believe that theory, though, to be honest. Because yeah. I think, like, it's more of an embarrassment to have two high-ranking officials in your cabinet. Or not in Spicer's case, because I don't think that's a cabinet position. Or my, I might be wrong. But I think it's more embarrassing to have them quit. Don't you think? Yeah. And also, he loves yeah, firing I mean, people. It was yeah. literally his catchphrase. <laughs> it's true. He does love firing people. Like... Yeah, I think that he, like, I don't know if the scare, I don't know what it is he wanted out of this guy. I mean, I think what it is he wanted was, like, he wants loyalty. I mean, he's so pathetic. Like, I can't get over how pathetic this guy is. Like, I can, like, read his wants. Like, they're so superficial. They're literally, like, beyond one-dimensional, his needs. And I think he saw something in this person, this sort of, like, 
you know, skeezy, greasy, like, New York dude, um, which, like, is who he's used to surrounding himself with. You know what I mean? Like, Trump is this, like, Queens-born dude who just wants, like, respect from the Manhattan elite, and the people he's most comfortable with are, like, the rats that sort of, like, you know, find him charming and sort of, like, defend it. Yeah, hey, like, wise guys. Like, I'm not surprised he wanted this dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I really want to know who it was that got to him and managed to get well, him to fire him. No, no more. We'll, we'll we'll not get to to be treated with the Anthony Scaramucci, right? You know, style of style of uh, White House uh, communicating anymore because he's he's gone, and uh, in his stead will be some some other sweaty. Maybe Sarah Huckabee Sanders is going to be. I think she, or I right. think she will. She's, she's, I think she will. I foresee her being the um, the new press secretary. She, she does a good job. She she does a good job of like frustratingly combating reporters without pissing anybody off. Like yes, totally. Somebody. She doesn't seem pathetic. She sort of seems like a really angry third grade teacher to me. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's like she's like the annoying kid who just won't. Yes, exactly. Totally, totally, totally. And it's just like really like a lot of reallys, but. She'll be good for the next five minutes or whatever. This is such a disaster. I can't get over it. It's, like, so embarrassing. And then Trump this week apparently called the White House a real dump. Like, oh, God. Yeah, he did. I want to be like, have you seen your interiors, the gold-plated nightmares? Like, really? Oh, God, it's so bad. I mean, he's got a point. The the White House is from the 17th century, so. Yeah, maybe it needs a, um, it needs a revamp. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the takeaway. That the White House needs to revamp. It's more yeah, definitely more moldings, more gilding. Um, those columns should be um, painted gold for sure. I mean, he would make the whole thing gold if he could. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, jeez. A gold um, nightmare. Okay, Jack. This is. Jeez, Louise. This is a sign-off moment. This is the end yeah. of, in a way, the beginning. Um, season premiere, premiere, season three. I feel good. I feel alive. I feel human. I feel animal. Um, I feel like an astronaut. You know, just a lot of different things. Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. I do. And I'm not scared to say it. Um, So, listeners, thank you so much um, for waiting for our return. It's been a long month, and we're so happy to be back, and we're excited for a violent, violent season. We hope violent Violent and bloody, bloody. just how I like it. With Margot Robbie. (laughs) Welcome to Violent and Bloody Live with Margot Robbie. She becomes the first female in Late Night, and that's the name of her show. <laughs> Would watch. Um, Jack. A B-movie to you. A B-movie to you. And a B-movie to all. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away, stop and listen, love you.